Thanks for coming along to And We Have an Office Doc, the digital agency podcast where we talk to agency owner directors and learn more about what makes them tick. From the things that make them similar to the things they'd rather have known sooner, where they've had success and where they've learned some hard lessons. All will be revealed. With your host, Chris Simmons, the agency coach. And he'll be talking to a different awesome agency person in each episode, asking them four questions and seeing where the conversation takes us over the next 25 minutes. Okay, so let us begin. Over to you, Chris. Thanks, voiceover guy. Uh, And today on the podcast, we've got Rob. Rob from The Digital Maze. Nice to meet you, Rob. Nice to meet you. Thank you for having me. No problem at all. Uh, tell us first of all. Tell us all about Digital Maze. You're the co-founder, right? Uh, yeah, one of one of three. Um, effectively, Digital Maze was born um, just about eighteen months ago now. Um, mm. Effectively, it's brought together three agencies in the Midlands to form a group. Um, one's called Frogspark, one's called Boom Online, and one is called Evolve. Um, I co-founded Frogspark about ten, nine, ten years ago now uh, with my business partner Liam. Boom was founded by a chap called Ian Lockwood um, about 11 years ago. Uh, and Evolve goes back sort of 18, 19 years now. Um, and sort of a merger stroke acquisition type situation brought together the Digital Maze, um, which started, like I say, about 18 months ago. And, and yeah, all in the pandemic so far. So all, all fun, all fun and games. So so the Digital Maze is really a year and a half old, but it's actually it's actually come from something which is significantly older. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Crikey. And you, I can't see a grey hair in sight for those who can't hit, can't see, uh, Rob. There's no grey hairs there. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the camera must be blurry or something. I don't yeah, know. could be. Um, so as with every podcast, I've got four questions for you over the next 25 minutes and we'll see where the conversation takes us. Um, I think this one will be quite interesting given the the, the initial bit, bit here around the M&A and the group building. So um, I'll, I'll kick off if you're ready. Yeah, for sure. Let's go. Wonderful. So um, what do you feel has been one of your biggest successes over the years of running current agency plus up to then? Yeah, I mean, I kind of split it in half. So one is sort of pre-digital maze um, Mm -hmm. when we were Frogspark at the time, Um, myself and Liam, we started that business in 2012. And I think there's, there's not really a isolated thing that, that I'm you know that I could really highlight but I think mm. the thing that I always look back on that uh, I'm particularly proud of is the fact that we, we grew year on year for for the whole eight years eight years straight awesome. uh, and it wasn't it wasn't you know we're not talking 100% growth year on year or anything like that it was quite steady you know 20 20 to 30% year on year um, but to do that in such a sustainable way for mm. us um, was really quite really quite good and I think the second thing you know post uh, mer- merger and acquisition. I think again, there's nothing I can really highlight, but the fact that you know this agency was started in 2012 when actually we're at university um, managed to land us in a position where we are now. You know, we've got this digital maze agency. We've got a team of around 50 people now, and, and crikey, to that, yeah, to be in that position where we have got 50 odd people. You know, overnight we went from sort of 15 people as Frogspark joined the digital maze. Um, and overnight we had sort of 40 people now we've got 50 um to be in that position is something i never thought i never thought we'd reach that sort of stage starting the agency i thought yeah 
you know, one of the things we never really had was a properly clear vision at Frogspark, which we have now as the digital maze. We've got, you know, a much better structure, much better management structure and all that kind of stuff. So, mm. um, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy to think where we are now compared to where we were sort of nine years ago, and it's all gone so fast as well. Absolutely. I, I think I think it's uh, I don't know if it's the same for you, but when when I was running uh, my previous agency, I, I, I found that time both went very fast and very slow in that some weeks feel very, very, very slow. But then you look at it on aggregate and you think, Jesus, it's three years just passed. And, you you know, you're you're trying to catch up on your own self. Um, and I guess with with the, the two stages of the agency career from your side of things, you know, if you don't go into it aiming to, to Go through an M and A, then you you that's a nice a nice bonus on top of the 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 sustainable growth that you've had because you could have kept just doing that I guess. Yeah, absolutely, and I think not to lead it in in a, a different direction, but you know the reason we wanted to do um, you know the group situation and mm. be part of a bigger thing um, was purely because you know we we're getting sustainable growth year on year, but. We didn't know where this was going to take take us, and and the offer to join the group and, and be part of this group uh, sort of landed on us. To be honest, mm. and we had to sit down and we thought, you know, you know, we could carry on doing this for X amount of years, but for us, it was it was kind of a case of every time we added new people to the business, we were cancelling out profit and all that kind of stuff. The typical yeah. typical sort of ten to twenty person agency growth problems that you you'll seem to get, um, and the opportunity to grow um, overnight albeit a smaller part of a, of a bigger pie, was was nice for us. And we, we you know, were surrounded by lots of experienced people now and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, we, we did think about, okay, can we do this on our own? Can we grow Frogspark from where it was to the 50 to 100 person sort of mega agent? Mm. But where we were in our lives, uh, late 20s at the time when it happened about 18 months ago, you know, uh, Liam's just started a family, I'm getting married. Did we want to sell our souls to the devil to try and scale a business and for what reason? And and for us, it was, you know, we weren't prepared to put that time and energy in on our own and put, yeah. put everything online to do that. So the opportunity to do it with an experienced group of people who have done it in the past, you know, the guys we're in business with now, they've done it with businesses in the past as well. So they've got lots yeah. of scaling different companies and that kind of stuff. So to be surrounded by that and have that level of knowledge um, and experience injected into um, the business now is, is is really good, really incredible. So, so between yourselves, uh, yourself, and the the other um, directors of the business, how how do how do things work in terms of decision making? Do you do you sit and have a board meeting on a monthly basis, or is everything kind of broken down into departments? How does that work for you? Yeah, it's it's very departmental. So we've got. Um, We've got a finance director, obviously looks after the finance side, the HR side, legal side, bits and pieces mm -hmm. like that. Um, we've got Liam who looks after the technical side of the business and the project delivery. Mm -hmm. um, and that obviously designers, developers, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we've got a chap called Wayne. He looks after the digital marketing areas of the business. That's your SEO, your PPC. Um, me, I I'm technically commercial director. Uh, so I look after sort of new business, new opportunities, new service offerings and, and new customers, sales pitches, all that kind of stuff. And in terms of decision making, you know, all, all the guys I've just mentioned there, we form the operating board. So mm -hmm. we have a monthly meeting where we discuss different things, get on the same page, make sure we're all singing from the same hymn sheet and we're all striving towards the same thing. Um, and then we have a shareholders meeting as well once a month where um, myself, Liam, two of the shareholders and uh, a guy called Ian Lancaster, who's our majority shareholder, um, not involved day to day, but we, we yeah. obviously we go on giving up on the basis and any sort of any sort of large decisions, stuff that's based on the vision um, you know any 
large financial commitments, that kind of stuff. That's what we'll discuss there. Awesome, crikey! So there's a, I mean, there's a lot to, there's a lot of day to day that goes on in a day. Yeah, uh, in an agency, meetings, a lot of zooms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think, I think the, the the one of the key things, like you you alluded to earlier, is uh, with Frogspark not having uh, a vision per se, and now having one. I think um, having trusted people at the right level doing the right job, as long as it all aligns to the vision, the decision making on a day to day basis should be technically, usually, relatively simple. And then the then the the board meetings and things, they're 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 good to top up the headlines between each other and keep the, yeah. the wheels well, greased the board meeting is often just a place to update each other you know we're yeah. all we all in a roundabout way stay in our own lanes we kind of yeah uh, it's cross departmental collaboration of course and there's some there's some decisions that are going to impact one another's uh, department or area should we say mm. but you know the guys we have in charge of each department they're there for a reason they're there because they're the best person for that job and they're the best person exactly. to make the decision so it's all based on trust you know we trust that Whatever decision gets put in place, A, there's always visibility at board meetings on that anyway. Um, and B, it's going to be the right decision because they've been doing it for so many years and that's why they're there. Trust trust is a big, big factor. So if you could go back to the founding date of Frogspark uh, and talk to the younger, who was already young by the sounds of things at that point, but and more sprightly version of you, what would you <laughs> what what advice would you give yourself? Yeah, I mean, we, we started Frogspark, like I say, we were just finished in university. We're in our second year out of out of the four, actually. Um, early 20s, 21, I think it was, when we started. Um, no clue how to, I mean, we've not, not had a proper job, to be honest, let alone started a business in the past. So it was very, very wet behind the ears in terms of what we knew. But I think looking back over the last sort of circa 10 years that I've been doing this, the advice I'd give myself is um, be braver with hiring decisions okay you know, early days you're getting you're getting busy you start to employ your for, first set of staff and you, you're yeah. starting to build a team we opted for and this is not a problem i don't i don't think this is a problem but we opted to bring in younger people um that we would train up for example and we would um bring them through that career ladder would bring them through at frog spark but I think looking back, if we'd had invested a bit more money on a higher salary to bring in some more experience, I think we would have gone faster, quicker. Um, yeah. And, you know, by hiring a group of young people, naturally, myself and Liam, who, who started Frogspark, were probably most experienced, even though we were only early 20s ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And therefore, we were limited with our own, we were limited by our own ideas. It was only me and Liam who were commercially thinking about the different things we could do to grow this thing. Mm. But as soon as, you know, we did start hiring more senior people, layers of management and all, all that kind of stuff. And as soon as we had those people in, we could have people who could sit at the table with me and Liam to, to share those ideas. And all of a sudden, two ideas become four, become six, become eight. And yep, you start yep. to really get some momentum with the growth. So, yeah, for sure, I think it would be, you know, be a bit braver with hiring. Um, you know, it is difficult when you first start hiring. The idea of paying somebody a full-time salary is, is, is daunting. You know, it's a lot mm. of money. Um, especially when you're a small business. So, but I think, you know, just pull the plug as early as possible, get somebody in who's been there, done that, um, and accept that they're going to be better than you at, at certain things. And that's, <laughs> that's the way it is. I mean, when, when you're, when you're working in an agency, uh, for your own agency, ego is often the thing you need to get out of the way of. I remember, I remember, uh, the agency grew faster when I got out of my own way. And that, uh, and before that, again, similar to you, hiring younger, 
inexperienced people, which with the provision that you would hire, uh, train them, you get busy. You can't necessarily train them all the time. Yeah. They then get complacent. There's problems, there's churn, there's all sorts of problems that come off the back of that. Um, and especially then if you don't have like the 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 full kind of um, wisdom of running and running your own business because of age or because of just general experience, it can all come tumbling down very quickly. Sounds yeah. like you sounds like you got a handle on it just at the right time. Yeah, for sure. And don't get me wrong, like young people um, always always think you should have young people in business. And in fact, some of the, mm. the guys we, we employed um, as apprentices, for example, in some cases, are still with us now as the digital maze and, you know, mm. wouldn't be where we are without those sorts of people. But having said that, it's a lot. It's a lot to handle. You know, a lot falls onto Absolutely. your shoulders um, because you don't want to give a young person that level, a level of responsibility where they're going to feel stressed at work. You want them to focus on the work. You want them to focus on yeah, yeah. Uh, growing their own skill sets and all that kind of stuff. So naturally, you start to take on more and more responsibility. But that's it's it's not the right way to do it. You know, you want to free yourself up as much as possible. To be perfectly mm -hmm. honest, have that headspace to think about more high level decisions and all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, completely agree. Cool. So um, a bit of a departure from the typical third question I'd normally ask about what do you regret? Um, because it sounds like, you know, there's good things that have been going on in, uh, along the M&A line. Uh, what is it that, that, first of all, quite apart from, you know, the you want to grow, but you've got all these live things going on and this is one option and the other option. What was the what was the kind of um, uh, the, the the real thing that kind of sealed the deal? What was the the lesson that or the thing that got you to go? Do you know what actually? This is the this is the right route. I think it was the fact that you know we sat down when we were, when we were in this sort of phase where we were talking about it and considering all that kind of stuff. I think it was so clear what what we wanted to achieve with with this group. Mm. You know, we, we want to achieve a revenue of ten million in the next five years. We feel like we've got a pretty pretty good plan in order to get there. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff, they were the sort of things that we had question marks against at Frogspark. We didn't really have, we never really went through that sort of five-year plan. What do we want to do when we're, we're 30 and all that kind of stuff? And then, you know, when you do start to, you know, you're in the journey for five, six, seven years, you do start to go through the motions. You start to think, what are we actually yeah. doing? I mean, granted, yeah, you know, we're earning a, a good salary, all that kind of stuff, like, you know, good standard of living and, and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, we've created something here and we don't actually know where it's going to land us. Yeah, but through the digital maze and, and and going through that process and knowing that we had people surrounding us that could help us get to that end point, yeah, uh, and grow the business was, was really key for us. Having that support network, I think, was 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 one of the key things. Yeah, uh, it's invaluable to be honest. At the end of the day, you know, there's a lot of a lot of the things we've done over the last eighteen months. I think if I'd known that eighteen months ago, blow it, where where could we have been? But yeah. you just don't know what you don't know, do you? No, and 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 this is some some somewhere along the lines of of how um, a lot of digital agency owners kind of think I'm in it on my own and I don't know how to solve this problem or I don't even know it's a problem. It's that unknown unknown stage, and quite a lot of people have that. Um, and that's where you know um, agency masterminds. That's where coaching and things like that can come in. But also from from your perspective, I think it sounds like it was a, um, a the right time for an M and A, but also the right lessons coming because I suspect maybe you know three four five years ago when you were running the agency just the two of you maybe some of those lessons might have just passed you by maybe just maybe maybe you wouldn't have even noticed them because you've got a million miles an hour and lots of things going on sometimes you just don't see the lesson until it hits you in the face no you don't and it was sort of mid-20s when we were sort of four or five years in it was just a million miles an hour I was I was that classic up all night you know i was obsessed with obsessed with mm -hmm. work 
you know, quote unquote, hustling and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And you just see realize that's just, it's just not cool. It's not cool at yeah. all. Work-life yeah. balance is cool. <laughs> yeah, work-life work balance is way cooler than, than yeah, sitting up all night, hunching over your desk, emailing someone asking whether they've seen your pitch deck. <laughs> um, so in terms of the general sort of the broad strokes of the process, how did things work for you when, so uh, you d you agreed with um, Liam that you, that you were kind of keen to do something like into a group. So what was the process there? What kind of happened? Um, well, we started having you know conversations with, with the guys um, that were involved. Um, I think me and Liam, because we're so close anyway, we've been best friends. We went to university, we went to school together. We've gone mm. go back sort of 12, 13 years old. Mm. Typically, we tend to agree on stuff like that. Yeah. And I think the process in terms of getting from point A to point B, which is Frog Spark as it was to the digital maze, uh, obviously the legal process and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but you know, it was the pandemic. You know, doing doing a merger and an acquisition during a pandemic is is very very difficult. It's, it's difficult enough as it is. Yeah. Alone doing it. I mean, all by, I, mean I mean, eighteen months ago, going to the shops was difficult. So merging yeah. uh, merging an entire business with another entire business must have been very hard. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was in theory there was three to be honest, and and there's, you know, there's three different sets of people there, three different cultures, three different. Mm um sets of beliefs and values and all that kind of stuff so doing that via zoom was very difficult and obviously we couldn't all meet up you know meeting up face to face i, I imagine would have solved all the all the issues we had yeah. in, in you know during that merger and acquisition process but you know it's it's gone really well we've adapted really well to the sort of remote working um and that's going back to your first question about what you're proud of i think that that is another thing you know the fact that we've um we've had a really good first full year um mm. I think we grew revenue by about thirty percent whilst doing whilst merging the companies together and growing sales <laughs> is you know something we'll be really proud of. Yeah, um, absolutely amazing. Yeah, there wasn't really a process in terms of getting from point A to point B. It was just taking it step by step. We went very very slowly. It wasn't we didn't just it wasn't just kind of let's put these things together. Let's change everything. It's you know we, we more or less operated quite independently for for the first three or four months anyway because. Mm -hmm. You don't want to make too many changes too soon. It throws people off. It makes people feel uncomfortable. It makes yeah. people feel unsafe. So we tried to keep as much the same as possible um, for as long as possible, and then slowly changing some processes. Um, and any changes we did make, it was all for the good of trying to scale and trying yeah. to be more sophisticated. Yeah, yeah. The three businesses were independent, smaller agencies, so naturally the processes were probably not built for scale in the way we would have liked. So mm -hmm. it was just about introducing those slowly over time. Yeah, I mean, systems and operational processes are insanely uh, important. But like you say, when you've got three different businesses with different approaches, personalities, visions, uh, there's always a little bit of um, there's always a little bit of uh, spice in these in these uh, uh, processes where you might do something ever so slightly differently, but have the exact same end result and trying to work out the best way of doing that when someone's been I don't know in one of the agencies five years doing the same thing and someone's been doing it two years the other way and the same results you've got to somehow work out to put all these pieces yeah, yeah. together um so if anyone is listening at the minute who's looking to 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 start their own agency in the future or just starting out like they're you know first couple of months in um they started outside of the pandemic thankfully um what what one piece of advice would you give them uh, so starting an agency, what piece of advice? Um, for me, I think it will be about being realistic, being realistic mm -hmm. about what it is you can do. You know, when I was 
I keep going back to it, but when when we first started the agency, when myself and Liam were um, 21, 22, you, you, you're naturally you're overly ambitious. You think you're going to mm. have 100 people in two years and you think you're going to be a millionaire. All, all, all this silly stuff you kind of think when you yeah. first start the agency and things start to go well. And the minute it doesn't, you start to beat yourself up and you start to start to feel bad about certain things. But it, but if you look at it from a wide angle lens, actually things are going really well. You're just not achieving what you what your unrealistic expectations were set out to be. Yep. Um, so for me, it's just about set set your sights on something sustainable, um, whether it's quarterly, whether it's yearly or a five year plan. Um, you know, for, for some people to grow twenty percent year on year is is not that impressive. Some people want one hundred percent year on year. But for us at the time, that was fantastic. It was great. It allowed us to do all the things we wanted to do in our personal lives. It allows us to do what we do, want, want to do with the business, hire great people, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So for me, it would be about realistic. I mean, maybe you're, you're very impressive and realistic for you is 200% year on year, but for us, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think um, I, I think every, every t- no two agencies are the same. They're never the same. Um, yeah. They are, it is ultimately a formula business. You put people in, you put process in, you put results out. Um, but the way that they grow is usually dependent on lots of factors you know where they where they start where they're positioned in in the market yeah. where whether they're niched down if you're niched down then maybe 200 percent year over year is great but maybe it's oh, not yeah. um if you're um you know a, a, I, I say regional i'm in london right now but you know west midlands as you say uh, we're mid- east midlands we are east, east midlands so yeah, yeah. you know semi-regional uh starting out all for yourselves in university uh, 20% year over year is is astronomically good. If you were to do the exact same in London, it would probably be about 5% year over year because oh, there's yeah. about 5 billion versions of the exact same business, yeah, all, exactly. say, all saying everything, and they often say, and we have an office dog as well. Um, yeah, because, yeah, we you know, <laughs> a chief, chief morale officer or biscuit giver or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, so ev- no two agencies are the same in these in this sense. So it's just the, the real benchmark is longevity or... Yeah. Uh, and 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 again, no two goals are the same. So you've got to sort of. I always I always look at things like you start with the end in mind, whether it's a strategy or whether it's a personal plan. And if you think you know five years time, the the sign of success will be I've exited the business at 35, 45, whatever it might be, uh, and I've got enough money to to live comfortably but not extravagantly for the rest of my life. Cool. That's that's the sign of success for the agency. Yeah. yeah. Or you know. It's one of those, like, you know, being realistic, like I just said there, is, is key, you know. I would say, just going back to the advice thing you said, you know, one thing that was probably my downfall, and especially in the early years, was letting the business and how the business was performing, you know, be a reflection of my mood, if that makes sense. Yeah. If the business was going, was you know, had a bad week or a bad two weeks, bad three weeks, I, I would just be in a bad mood for those three weeks. But... As you get a bit older and as you start to, you know, you've got more experience under your belt of, of running a business and ha- having your agency, you can kind of detach yourself from it a little yeah. bit. Whereas yeah. it's you're so involved, you're so oh, yeah. you're so deeply in love with this new business you well, just started in the early every, days. Every, that's every, required. Don't get me wrong, it is required to get yeah. it off the ground, but it's it's a dangerous place to be, I think. I mean, every, everything's personal, but over time that personal Yeah. It ta- it takes its toll on. You need to have a personal life as well. Um but uh yeah all good points and thanks very much rob for joining us on the podcast today it's been fantastic to hear about you the journey of of, of the agency to many agencies um and uh wish you all the best in the future and um, thanks for coming along thank you very much thank you for having me
And uh, in our next podcast, we'll have another different, awesome digital agency owner. And we'll be going through the same four questions over the following 25 minutes. So keep listening and enjoy. Ah, ah, ah.